Elisha A. Hoffman, Is Your All on the Altar? A song in regards to commitment and consecration. He asks the question, Would you walk with the Lord in the light of His Word and have peace and contentment always? You must do His sweet will to be free from all ill on the altar. Your all you must lay. Is your all on the altar a sacrifice laid? Your heart does the spirit control. You can only be blessed and have peace and sweet rest as you yield him your body and soul. We are encouraging those who know the Lord Jesus Christ to continue walking with him, walking in faith, and for those who have given up somewhat, gotten cold, a little bit discouraged, gone back, backslidden, we are encouraging you to come on back, be with the Lord, or come back to your first love. We are looking in scripture on this matter of a failed faith. And I've said that there are times when the believer faith fails and we gotta be careful. It could happen to anybody. 1 Corinthians 10, 12, Wherefore let him that thinketh he stand, take heed, lest he fall. We must be conscious that this can happen. One of the fatal thoughts all believers, especially leaders, should keep in mind is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26 and verse number 27. He said, I therefore so run, not as uncertain, so fight I not as one that beateth the air. Watch verse 27. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. Why? Lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a cast away. Yes, the Apostle Paul said he is constantly bringing his body in subjection because it is that body that will just lead him away. He said when he preached to someone, he wants that someone to receive the word and not just cast him away. If one refuses to bring his or her body in subjection, his fleshly desires or her fleshly desires will take him or her away from the Lord. It doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter how long you've been saved. It doesn't matter whether you're a child of the priest or a child of the other person down the road who doesn't go to church. He says, I remind you that this advice is very valuable. Every child of God, especially those of us who preach the gospel. We're going to use the man Samuel as an illustration how our faith could slide in how we could find ourselves in a backslidden mood. This man, Samson, as a child, he was very unusual, who had wonderful parents. In Judges chapter 13, verse 2 to 3, and there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and Beanot. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold now, thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Notice, 
It was the angel of the Lord who said to Samson's mother that this will happen. She will bear a son. And just as the angel said to Samson's mother that she would bear a son, long before there was a Samson, the angel told her that. And when the time was right, she gave birth to a son. May I say to you that he was brought up as a Nazarite. The angel gave instructions as how he must live, what he must not eat and drink. In Judges 13, verse 7, But he said unto me, Behold, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and thou drink no wine nor strong drink, neither eat anything, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Long before he was born, he told his very mother that she should not drink any wine or anything that is unclean because she was carrying this Nazarite. And when Samson born, the same thing would happen. Well, one may have the question, what it means to be a Nazarite. When we have those questions, you know, we can give our answers, but it's always better if we can go back to the Bible and find the answers in the Bible. I have found the answer in Numbers chapter 6, verse 1 to 21. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Either man or woman shall separate themselves to vow a vow of a Nazarite to separate themselves unto the Lord. Now, just by reading this, you will find that one of the things that is required of a Nazarite is that of separation. Yeah, we would see it as we go along. Look at verse 3. He shall separate himself from wine and strong drink. So a Nazarite was not to drink wine or any strong drink. He said, and shall drink no vinegar or wine or vinegar of strong drink. Neither shall he drink any liquors of grape or eat moist grapes or dried. This was clear that this man, Samson, was not supposed to have any of this or any Nazarite on a whole. All the days of his separation shall he eat nothing that is made of wine tree from the kernel even to the husk. All the days of the vow of his separation, there shall no razor come upon his head. So there is the idea where locks came from. He was not supposed to cut his hair. He was supposed to grow his hair. And you would be able to identify, there goes a Nazarite. He said, until the days be fulfilled, and the which he separated himself unto the Lord, he shall be holy and shall let the locks of the hair of his head grow. Notice, holy hair growing. All the days that he separated himself unto the Lord, he shall come at no dead body. So a Nazarite was not to touch a dead body. He shall not make himself unclean for his father or for his mother or for his brother 
are for his sister when they die. So if his mother dies, he couldn't touch her. If his father died, he couldn't touch her. Any member of the family died, he couldn't touch her. He couldn't touch a dead body. He said, because the consecration of his God is upon his head. What a special man God had. And all the days of his separation, he is holy unto the Lord. And if any man die very sudden by him, and he shall defile the head of the consecration, then he shall shave his head in the day of his cleansing. On the seventh day shall he shave it. And on the eighth day, he shall bring two turtles or two young pigeons to the priest to the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And the priest shall offer the one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering and make an atonement for him for that he sinned by the dead and shall holler his head that same day. So we notice that if he even touch a body, he had to go to the priest and make a restitution. And he shall consider unto the Lord the days of his separation and shall bring a lamb of the fourth year for a trespass offering. But the days that were before shall be lost because his separation was defiled. So if he started living the life of a Nazarite and he touched the dead body and he was counting saying he was living this life for let's say two months, and he touched the dead body just before that, then he had to start counting over his time. Time is up on us for today, so we're going to stop there and pick up next morning. Lord, we thank you. We pray that as we go through the scriptures day by day and encourage people to live right, God, that your spirit would speak to all of our hearts and bring us to you. Be with your people, wherever they are. Those that don't know you, God, Bring them to you. Help them to understand that faith coming by hearing. So let them listen, Lord, and hearing by the word of God. Help them to understand that you have designed salvation in such a way that if a man will confess with his mouth and believe in his heart that God has risen from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. May they cry out to you today, admitting that they are sinners and trust you before it's too late. And for the believer, Lord, who has gone back, restore such a person in your love. We love you, praise you, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, folks, I have done my part. All I want you to do now is to do your part, and together we can do it for the Lord. Just share this devotion with as many friends as you can. You never could tell what God can do. And if we continue doing this, we can get the gospel across the globe. God bless you. Have a great day. We love you in the Lord.